0: Me and me mama, me dad and my grand, we're off to water now. Me and me mama, me dad and me grand, and I'm fucking a fender room Bucky welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. Todd Perry here. To the right of me, as always, opening a beer right now. Yeah, Buck Perez.
1: Now, did I have to use the opener on that? Because I just realized it's it was a twist. a twist. It's a twist. Damn, rookie. Exactly. There should be something a, that
0: denotes whether it's a like twist a or not. Shit.
1: How we doing? How we doing? Because <laughs> nothing
0: makes you look more like a dipshit. Is uh. When you're, uh. I <laughs> mean, like you go to somebody's house and you like, you
1: have a bottle opener. Yeah. They're like, dude, just twist it. Just you're twist like, it. Oh. I got that. <laughs> the worst, though, is at, I don't know if we discussed it on the show, I cannot, for the life of me, open a beer with a lighter. Um, I can't do it. I can do it. I can't do it. And see, that scene is unmanly, right? Yeah, exactly. Jenny, who I just met, is yeah, already rolling her eyes at me. We have yet to introduce Jenny here. I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. She's rolling her eyes at me, though.
0: Yeah. So, oh. on the show today, oh. before we get into you know, the, the intricacies of opening a beer, oh I, get, I can do it with a lighter, by the way, but I end up cutting my hand usually. Yeah, I'd like to
1: see you, because right now you said you couldn't. I'm not buying it. And fucking up the lighter, and you're not doing it with a Bud Light Platinum because it's a twist off. That's right, and it's six percent alcohol. On the show
0: today, this is this is I've been I've been uh, very excited about our guest because, and that's not just me trying to hype up a podcast. It's a, a friend of mine named Jenny Yang, and uh, Jenny Yang has uh, kind of carved out a really neat niche for herself in the world of stand up comedy of, of recent. Mm. And also, the funny thing is, she happens to be somebody I, I grew up with and went to high school with. Many years ago, and I haven't seen her since we finished high school, essentially, and she was with two years beneath me, mm-hmm. and uh, so I haven't seen her since 1995 when she was a uh, sophomore, and I was a senior at North Torrance High School in oh. Torrance, California. The, the, so uh, The Tartars? We're the Saxons, which means oh. the North High School white
1: people. Yeah, what is <laughs> Saxon?
0: Anglo-Saxon. What is Saxon? Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Anglo-Saxon.
0: We're the North High School Anglo-Saxons. What the hell? <laughs> but I think the Torrance High School is like the Tartars, which are Chinese dudes. Am I wrong? I don't know about that. That's the why tartars. I said Tartars. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But, uh, hello. By the way, yeah. That'd be, that'd be funny, by the way, if it was Tartars <laughs> nice with a D, not a T. Tart. Oh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> All right. So, Jenny Yang is here. And, Jenny, uh, stand up comedian. The, the other night, you're, you're opening for Greg Fitzsimmons and Isla Schlesinger, like yeah. at, at, in West LA. How was that? That was
2: amazing. I mean, you know, I was really pretty much brought on to bring them coffee. So I, you know, I was second up um, and I got to do my stand up comedy to a packed house I was excited to see Greg Fitzsimmons and Eliza Schlesinger. Right. They're so. great.
0: They're, they Fitzsimmons is obviously hilarious. Oh my God. I, I, I've seen film. him. And Eliza Schlesinger was actually when I did Eliza. Me, hello. Eliza. Come on. Sorry. She was in the audience yeah. for one of my shows. <gasps> Because it was like she knew like the, the gal that set up my show or whatever. And after the show, she didn't talk to me, but she talked to
1: Casey, who's been on this show and was like, Casey, you're great to Casey, but not
0: to me.
2: See?
1: Casey's a bit of a stud, though. You yeah, know, I, is. I, th- I think she was trying to hook it up with Casey. You think so? Hmm. Believe me, yeah. It was the wedding ring. Maybe. She's young. Vibes. Yeah. You No, know?
2: she's young. She's cute.
0: Yeah. So, so you killed. you did well. I did you? well.
2: I tried a couple of characters. I'm not a real character person. Hmm. yeah, but uh, I decided to stretch myself and it sucked. But whatever, you know, it's a sandwich <laughs> okay. effect. We sandwich it with old stuff
0: right with right. the new
2: <laughs> the new new stuff in the middle, the white cream.
0: Right, you stick it. You stick it in the middle of the act. Yep. like, so you know, like you've got something to hold on to. Exactly. On. If you happen
1: to fall, like you just. All right, uh, another thing. Uh, what's the deal with you know? <laughs> that was ballsy of you, because there's a big show for you, though, right? Um, you know?
2: it's a big show. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you tried I'm out the say- new,
1: you tried out the new material on them. I thought you would do the standard stuff. Yeah. Which is you know you know that's ballsy. I you. try. Good.
0: Yeah, it's good. I try. My ass would play the hits. Exactly, exactly. I, I gonna, did trust me I did I, I did
1: I would not fuck with the formulas is what I'm saying
0: yeah and yeah. I think I think it's. I've seen some of your stand-up online and you do a very good job to get weird and just because I know a bit about stand-up because I've tried it but you obviously know far more than me but the, the interesting thing is you do a very good job with the I don't know the, the mechanics of like Here's the premise of the joke.
1: Here's the set. Like really great. No, I, I I found that was good. I thought you're okay. you're funny, but, but you're, you're saying she's very formulaic, and that's not no, funny. I'm not no, saying that. I no. didn't get that. No, come on, that. No, come this, on. I'm tra- this is a podcast. I got stir- come on twist I off. I got stirrup shit. Guy, I got stirrup shit. Beer, beer <laughs> twist off guy.
2: By the way, can I just say for the record, just because you're a man and you don't know how to take off a beer twist a beer, you know, with a with a lighter doesn't mean you're not a man.
1: I know, but. To people who don't know how, the people who know how, they insistently try and teach you how to fucking do it. Then then they're annoying. It's fucking easy. Just, you know, and they do it in two seconds. I I try not to. I disassociate myself. She accepts your masculinity, even though that I doubt it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Anyway, (laughs) speaking of masculinity... During high school, was this guy, you know, quite the Are we going to get into it? Is yes, this, is this the transition
2: were, to get into you, it, well, you Todd? Well, I don't know.
1: You were of the younger age. You I was actually year, just, year
2: also for the record, I was a year younger than you. Okay, oh. it was one year. 96, yeah. So oh, I, I graduated bless. 96. He was 95. But the, look, can I just tell my story of my first impression of Todd Perry? Oh, please yes, yes, Oh, my fine, God, yeah. Todd Todd has a special place in my heart Oh. because he saved your life i knew him actually i knew him when he was in eighth grade okay in magruder middle school and i was in seventh grade
1: quite the tough school you know
2: actually todd is like the only white guy
1: that really (laughs) existed in this majority
2: minority environment so Uh, and he could hang which is great which is why he holds a special place in my heart No,
1: very nice yeah did he get beat up when he showed up to school as a vampire or dracula like no, escapes? let me
2: let me break this down. Let's, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so the the, the the first impression of Todd was not because of I was hanging out with him, but because he was giving a speech for eighth grade student council. Right, okay. in
0: eighth grade, I was probably what, 13 years old. I guess exactly. Yeah.
2: So and and this is the guy that I would have to say is the first person who performed a parody comedy song. Oh. Live in front of me, so my first experience with a parody comedy song, which is uh, I do that sometimes for my
1: wasn't Weird Al.
2: It wasn't Weird Al. It It was was Todd, Todd motherfucking Perry. Perry. Yeah. Okay. So thank you, Todd. And and little did he know that that would influence me later on when I would um be the you know when I would try to do extra credit for trigonometry class and rewrite songs like uh, Snoop Dogg's and. Dr. Dre's nothing but a G thing for trigonometry. For trigonometry. Thank you. Now, so how does I'm that just saying, song
0: go? How does that song go? It
2: ain't nothing but a trig thing, baby. All
0: right. All and all it starts
2: right. off 1, 2,
0: 3.1, foe. Jen <laughs> doggy
2: dog okay so this is what it was this is the legacy of Todd Perry
0: wow gen- I, I'm glad I changed somebody right. you know? no, no one goes I decided to have my baby because of Todd Perry they go no. I, I wrote but you know the ability to do, do a nice nasty rhyme with, with a, a cosine rhyme in it, you know yeah uh, is, is very good but yes I did I, I, I used to rap for my speeches Yes. And, and I I look at the young me and I think, "Oh, it's kind of cool when you look back. Like I had the balls to go up in front of probably the worst group of human beings are anybody <laughs> between the ages of 12, you know, 11 to 13 is when like people are just like
1: animals.
2: But you pulled it off. See, that's the thing that I appreciate is you had enough confidence and swagger to pull that off as a tall skinny white boy.
1: He had some gravitas to
0: him. But uh, so so uh, Jenny and I we we were in uh, high school together. And student council. We were in student council together, and uh, I was the the uh, uh, class president pretty much every year, and then a, a vice president of the school. Not to get so deep into the political life of North Torrance <laughs> High School, but um, Jenny, I, I remember Jenny is always being a, kind of a really energetic, you know, funny, but and like on the, the weird mix of like I'm the kind of person where I crack a lot of jokes and I, I'm funny, but I don't think most people would trust me to actually run shit. <laughs> because I kind of I kind of appear like a goofy guy sure. and then, you're
2: a little bit of a court jester. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And,
0: I, and and it worked out for me. Yes. But lots of people underestimate my ability I would to, say so. to actually accomplish anything. Probably maybe. Yeah. But you seem to be the kind of person that that, that had both. I took things way too seriously. Yeah, I took nothing seriously. That was my wow. no problem. But now you at take comedy.
2: At that young
1: age, Jenny, everything was... Oh, man,
2: you don't even know, dude. Yeah, yeah I'm a definite, I'm a recovering overachiever. That's good, though.
1: But yeah. you're using that in your comedy. I am. Like I basically,
2: past, right? I'm I'm spending most of my adult life undoing everything I did mm-hmm. to myself growing up. That go. is basically what I'm doing.
0: And then eventually you get to the point where you, I, I found in my life, I, I found that maybe my college years or my 20s were all about undoing everything from my youth and my upbringing. And then by the time I hit my 30s, I found that... Actually reintroducing the nice points of my stable, older self and melding them together made for character or (laughs) or whatever. But I I found that actually I'm more like the guy I was when I was 18 than what I was five years ago. Well, see, because I've
2: missed missed all your 20s. So now I just know, oh, okay, Todd.
0: You you never met 28-year-old, you know, 25-year-old, you know, cocky, pretentious Todd Perry. Really? I know the 35-year-old. That's the guy uh,
1: I knew. (laughs) Well, like, <laughs> that's the guy I knew. Give me an
2: example of something that you pulled before that you wouldn't pull now. Because you're like, Marmature. I was,
0: I, I knew more than everybody and I would definitely tell them and I was kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's that kind of, uh, I know everything, you know, um, kind of guy. And I think I was probably like that through most of my twenties. My wife can attest that I could be, I could get on my high horse and I could be a little, uh, pretentious or I could be a little, uh, you know,
1: nose in the air, a little of a nose in the yeah. air. So. B- Buck is a green. Yep. Uh, little. This is, this is the Todd I know. Little cocky. Interesting. I knew Todd out of high school.
2: Oh right. I knew him
1: after. Yeah. So interesting. You know him up to that point. I know him after that. Point.
2: And y- you were still friends with him until today. It's amazing. How did you manage to
0: stay that long? <laughs>
1: there were periods, years of non-communication.
0: Actually, I didn't talk to Buck for about I think about three years. No <laughs> okay. yeah That happened. Yeah,
1: that happened. I don't know why. Yeah. Well
2: then I won't fall to you then.
0: There you go. All right. Buck took the breakup of the band a little harder. But anyway, so Exactly. Jenny Yang. So the other recently you um you performed at the Kennedy Center. I did. In
1: Washington, DC. That sounds crazy. And so what I was this there a a snobby? Way? I went there on my eighth grade trip.
2: No way. Yeah. Yeah, so I performed at the Terrace Theater. Um I was hired to be a part of this comedy night fundraiser for this national Asian American nonprofit. Oh
0: wait, one second. Before we get into that, the for those people who don't know, because we have a lot of international listeners, the Kennedy Center in yeah. Washington, D.C. is like where the, the president goes it's to a honor deal. great artists. It's, um, it's, a, it's a great honor, I guess, an American to be honored at the Kennedy Center or whatever. It's kind of a formal place. It's like the American version of the Budokan on some level, right? Yeah. I guess so, yeah. 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 So you, you, okay, so it was an Asian American nonprofit.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's not like the president wanted me there. So let's not let's get that out of the way. Let's. It was a nonprofit that was able to rent it out. Is at least
0: our Asian president? Was that? Do we have an Asian president? <laughs> Obama's
2: or? the closest thing we have to an Asian American president because mm. he grew up in Hawaii. So that's. Let's just establish that. I never that's
0: cool. put it, put it that way. I guess you're right. Yeah, I'll claim him. All right. So, <laughs>
2: so. So basically, yeah, I was hired for this for this fundraiser, and it was amazing. It was this woman; she runs this nonprofit called Apex Asian Pacific American Institute for Congressional Studies. Oh my god! So I god, was performing—fucking
0: mouthful. I yeah, know what the hell. I was
2: performing for Congressman MyConda and all these other crazy people. But they had—they know how to good how to have a good time, so it was good. Really? Yeah, it was great. And then Asif Manvi from The Daily Show was the headliner, um, and then we had some other comics from throughout uh, the country who are Asian American who performed.
0: No, that's amazing. Yeah. So that's,
1: you know, what uh, I, I got to say... Dat Fan?
2: Not Dat Fan. Dat I don't fan, know what happened on. to Dat Fan, my,
1: but... My mind just goes straight to Dat Fan. <laughs> you know, come I Come mean... on. No, I <laughs> know I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm know, just... Jenny is really <laughs> surfing in Dat Fan's wake is what's happening. <laughs> this is what's going on.
0: I well, feel it. But to, to me, like... I But I, I don't
2: wear, like, sweatbands. You know what I mean? Was, I don't wear the,
0: headbands. That guy was
1: horrible. So. That Which, guy was horrible.
0: So how was it like when you, you go up to, like, the big, massive auditorium and i'm assuming like the the thing i'd i'd worry about or be overwhelmed by is a a minute let me take my mic off the stand here but you you walk out and there's that thing where like i played in bands i've done some stand-up i have you know i've I've been comfortable in a microphone but (laughs) in a studio it's just us we're talking to this we have our headphones on i'm assuming when you go into a large building like that and you see all those people you just start screaming right Like. What's the deal? <laughs> you know, because it's such a loud... It, your natural human reaction is not to talk softly into the microphone, yeah. I feel. Right. Yeah, I think it depends
2: on your comf- comfort with crowds. So, I mean, I would say... Ever since even student council in high school, I would say that was my first training ground for entertainment. It was a
0: perfect, actually, training ground. It for that. totally
2: was because we put on like crazy, sh- like uh, events every week, and then we, uh, we we wrote stuff, we we read stuff. But anyway, the point is, is I I've always felt comfortable in crowds, and I think it just depends on what if whether or not I'm wor- whether or not I'm worked up. You know, yeah. If you're right. worked up and you're like, oh shit, right? There's congressman Mike Honda. right? <laughs> And you're like hey yeah,
0: right,
2: yeah, yeah, what's right. up right. so usually a good tell for me is if i'm nervous i yell into the microphone just, just scream just primal scream right. first thing on stage nice. okay.
0: and then, then you mellow out yeah uh, one tip somebody uh, always gave me about if you're public speaking or whatever that or any anything in life is excitement and nervousness are the same biochemical reaction you have in your body uh-huh. it's just how you define it in your mind Sure. You either go, oh, I'm nervous, oh fuck, or you go, I'm excited, I'm cool. But it's all just like how you're perceiving it. You know, the, you know, our emotional intelligence isn't that great to know
1: the difference. You know, it's front, right. f- you know, fight or flight or whatever. But you know, you're just kind of relabel it in your brain. I just feel like if you don't get nervous to some point, you really don't care that much, and that's no. not where you yes. should be, right? Yeah. And so if you don't get nervous, that's when you have to kind of worry. Yeah. Right. It's funny, like almost before every podcast, you should I, get a bit. I'm
0: a little bit like, can right. we do it this week? Like, do we? Do we still have jokes in us, or do we have something compelling to give Doubt to people? Doubts himself or? every week. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's deep. And yeah. then sometimes the shows Todd. bear out. Yeah. Sometimes the shows bear out to actually sh-
1: <laughs> Yes, we fucked up that one. Like, the kitchen disaster <laughs> show we put out a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? It was a horrible what podcast. Happened, it wasn't, it wasn't what happened, wasn't funny at all. Uh, well, I think by that time, it was uh, Todd was nursing a hangover at, ah. at the time of starting, but we got pretty balls deep into the into the alcohol. So by that show, we were pretty bad. Yeah, and then also I was at the same
0: time I was uh, dealing with potentially having my own morning show, <gasps> and so I was kind of creatively focused on that versus the mm. podcast. But I will never do that to the audience again and not completely. This.
2: Yeah, because you know what? You respect this audience.
0: I love our audience, and like I I feel like every time we come out to do something, it's like. It has to be good. It has to be quality. Or there's tons of shows I just haven't put out because it's not yeah. up to oh, the. I'm, like, I'm like, I'd rather someone not have a show than something where we phoned it in or whatever. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited because it's a, it's a girl from the neighborhood that uh, is is performing well, and doing well in stand up, and something that I, I, I admire that uh, hopefully I can work my ass off
1: and uh, get get to that point and
0: reinvigorate the stand up thing.
1: Let's get back to it too. Physically, Todd has changed how. <laughs>
2: He looks basically the same, but he's just c- c- gotten a little um, thicker.
1: A, li- a little, slightly. But, yeah. but, but I
2: mean, he—he must
1: you, have been fucking skinnier. He you was skinny. Me? Yeah. <laughs> he was skinny. <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, let's be he's, honest. He's Todd filled a out a bit. Guy. Oh, always, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had more hair. To be fair, I had more hair back then. And, yeah. and, and, and he's filled out. He's like stout now.
2: He has less of the. He, you definitely speak with more confidence. I mean, clearly, you're doing a radio hmm. thing. But, hmm. I mean, you used to have a more nervous laugh.
0: Oh, okay. That's, that's like, interesting.
2: That characterize that, that I would say characterized the Todd Perry. Of high school. Oh wow, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you're grown. You're grown. You're a grown, you're a man, grown yeah. ass man, dude. grown you're ass. You're fucking grown ass. I'm a grown ass woman now. I know. This is not a joke. <laughs> we are grown.
0: But so it. It's a pleasure having Jenny here, and Thank I. I, you. I, I, lo- I love the fact that you've had uh, success. And uh, g- before we start getting into the, because we're doing the long introduction to Jenny here, just so people go, oh, okay, Jenny's cool. But um. Anything going forward right now with the comedy that uh, people can look forward to, or
2: uh yeah, um, you know, I I, I don't want to have you paint me as some sort of like long, t- long time experienced comic. Right. But I have been doing it for three years and um, and it's been great. And what I think it's really, I'm still a newbie and what they say, it's all about finding your voice and right. blah, blah, blah. So I'm still <laughs> doing that. But I think I definitely have come on to something um, because I decided after three years of slogging through open mics where I'm the only woman or the only Asian person or whatever, hearing a lot of masturbation and dick jokes and, you know, Mm. With all due respect, from they, stand-up they comedians, can be funny. dick, dick jokes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I realized, you know, it'd be kind of cool if I could just kind of uh, band together with some other uh, great Asian American stand-up comedians who are female. Right. And so I created this thing called a Disoriented Comedy with two other co-producers. Disorient as in dis slash orient I'm getting slash it. Uh, yeah, Ed. Uh huh. Yeah, it. we were they're, they're yes. orient. Get so. it? Get yeah, it? Yeah. yeah anyway, I'm getting it. you you guys should <laughs> not have even heard the conversations we had to figure out what that name was going to be. It was oh my out my of God. control, like concubines of comedy. Like we're like, come on, dude. Uh, that's kind of funny. I know it is funny, but we're like maybe less on the less on the head, you know. Can we a little it.
0: Wang Chung joke in there, <laughs> or <something? laughs> I,
1: That's just too much. So I,
0: I, you know, I find it interesting because I, as somebody who's attempted stand up a little bit here and there or whatever, I, I, uh, I there's there, there's there's two ways you can go with this. If you're going you're going with, you know, I'm going the Asian chick comedy route, full balls, yeah. and you're gonna you're gonna speak from that perspective. Sure. And I found that uh, as some somebody. Who was, you know, trying to do the stand-up thing. And I thought, you know, I'm a white guy who lives in Lakewood. There's nothing interesting or exotic about that at all. Like, I, I'm, I'm no, I, you know... That, that, but see, but that's that, that's not necessarily true. But that's not necessarily... I mean, I, I'm obviously probably uh, more depth of character than that. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's interesting. And it's almost... It's easy. Do You, you find it easier to accept that I'm going to be the Asian chick that goes out and talks about that perspective... Or do you, would you find, because you have that, and that's an easy handle to grab onto, do you find that is easier than if you went, you know, I'm an Asian female comedian, I'm not going to even fucking bring it up on stage?
2: Or is, is, yeah. is that going to
0: be harder? Yeah, I mean, there's a choice. It's kind of, it's, it's a 50 But 50-50.
2: then, I mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, I don't think it has to be an either or. I, I, you know, it depends on what your attitude and your choices are for what it means to be a stand-up comic. Now, some people will say, fuck it. You just want to be funny when you start. Right. So if it's going to be an egg roll joke, let's fucking do it.
0: You're right. right ok. Right, right. But you're going to get that timing down on the fucking egg joke. And egg, make, egg roll joke. Make goddamn best. Fortune egg roll cookies, joke. Yeah, egg yeah.
2: rolls, Panda Express. Let's all do it. ok. Right. So this you can do that because I have access to that, and that's fine because I'm Asian, right. But I but personally, I decided I didn't want to do that necessarily because right. that's just not what I'm not interested in comedy because i want to use easy hack references right right. you know i want to do it because i think i have a unique voice and i I need to find it so if if say along the way i may make a reference to pan express
0: it's good shit
2: forgive me it's a process orange chicken how can you say no to that it's more american than chinese i'm a beijing beef man thank you You okay yeah shaking beef i like shaking beef so anyway so that's my that's my attitude right yeah so that, but, but let's just say this, though like, you're you're a white guy from Lakewood, you grew up in Torrance, but you have a unique experience. So yes. I think every comic wants to go beyond their two-dimensional, per, you know, whatever the, the perception is of right. who you are. Exactly. So, you know, the more you do that, the more interesting that's going to be. Right. It's like yeah. Richard
0: Pryor was brilliant because he happened, he did a certain amount was, hey, I'm a black guy, yes. a certain amount, but we talked about race in a really intelligent and great way. But then also yeah. 70% of the rest of his material was just being a human being and interacting with everything, whether he's talking about wildlife or drug addiction or whatever, right. maybe it's everybody's goal to eventually hit that right. level. But, uh, yeah. Can it, I
2: add one more thing? I don't know. I mean, you're this is the Todd Perry and, and Buck train, you know. I don't student. know how to yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. No, let's no, let's no do
0: Jenny, please. <laughs> no, but it.
2: I would say, I would add one more thing. I would say the only thing that I might have to figure out, that you don't have to figure out, right. is... Um, or, or deal with is people pitching me jokes that are like uh, based upon these two-dimensional right. things oh, right. about my race. Yeah, so, right. you know, oh, you should talk more about your parents. Make them sound more Chinese. <laughs> give right. them more of an accent. I was like, no, they speak Chinese to me. I'm not going to give them more of an accent
1: right.
2: speaking in English, you know? Right. so little weird things like that.
0: No, but it, it is little nuanced stuff. It's like, the, like I'll, I'll watch... I'm sure you've heard this comparison a billion times when I'm going to kill you with it. I've watched Margaret Cho a billion times. Yeah. And Margaret Cho's, when she does her parents, it sounds like all the parents I grew like all my friends who grew up with parents. Yes. So I fucking laugh. I think it's A lot yeah. of people don't, you know, Margaret Cho, people love her or hate her or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when I, when I watch that, I fucking, I laugh my ass off. <laughs> and she might, I, I don't even think it's exaggerated because I know Korean parents are like, moron, what is it? you know. And... <laughs> but it's, it's funny when it comes to race and comedy yeah um, we do on our show. we do a certain amount there there is a little bit of ethnic humor we do from time to time sure and but it's I, I feel like it's like there's certain things that are offensive out of certain people's mouths, and there's certain things that completely aren't offensive at all, like if you're Michael Richards dropping the end bomb and screaming at people, and it's coming from a place of like rage yeah and then it's like dude that guy's a total yeah total racist and it looked like it when i watched the michael richards things. there's other stuff where people can do race-based humor which might even be kind of semi on the line racist sounding but it's totally not because you uh, understand the source that it's coming from yeah context yeah it's it's all context and yeah people too quickly like,
1: like blackface no, but it's all about it's all about the context. It <laughs> is. It's all about the context there of blackface. There might be
2: a certain uh, yes, line that we can on. draw nowadays okay. on blackface. Right.
0: <laughs> it's okay. We've talked many times on the show that my father
1: Soul Man was okay.
2: Oh my God, See Thomas Howell. I don't know. I think I okay. think that
0: rubs
1: a little weird these days. Oh. Tropic Thunder. So the only
2: thing that yes, I would say, Tropic Thunder is full on satire. Some people probably said, you know what, Robert Downey Jr. did need to have blackface, but. If you understood the satire. So I mean that's it's a crapshoot. You know what I mean? Right.
0: No. Yeah. It's not necessarily it is I, I think I watched it. In general, Star- no. no. Really? No. <laughs> but <laughs> You found the one example where blackface is totally acceptable. Right now, uh, my, my face is painted black right now, but it's a podcast. And you, you
2: can't <laughs> you can't even
0: see it. Large white lips, too. You I like that. Like, some people do the red lips with the
2: blackface. Nope. I do
0: just the full-on white lips. Not you. So that's
2: why you do podcasting, because you don't want people to see how fucking racist you are in person. I don't want people to know
0: that I dress up in blackface whenever I do a podcast. <laughs> that's what's going on. I'm outed. Of- <laughs> my father was from West Virginia. Oh. And as a child, he performed in blackface singing... <gasps> And, this happened, no. and he was like, "He was like, He's it was the, the 1950s. Like that's, and <laughs> oh it's God. like I know my dad. He's only semi racist. He's
1: saying Swanee, Swanee, yes. <laughs> Swanee. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Wow. Wow. Right, come, <laughs> like the wwwb. This but, is your pops?
0: And and I sometimes think that like, we've done some stuff on the show where we did like, uh, and and I think that people know listening to us that we're not. Racists or whatever, but like we've done a couple bits though, which were kind of like, I hope the wrong person doesn't hear this yeah. and think. Like, we did, um, if you were to cast regular movies with black people, like if, if you did, if you did black Star black Wars, Star Wars. Who yeah, would play Han Solo? because yeah, exactly. like they have The Wiz and like the, the, the Wiz, and it was like Diana Ross played Dorothy and they did a black version. It was like, what if it was Star Wars? Who would you cast? And I thought some people might find that racist on several, but I don't. It's not that. It's just like a cultural thing where there's black versions of shit that normally features white people. Who would we cast?
2: It's tough. You know, I think, you know, if people know who you are, they trust you then in your voice and and that you don't go down roads that are, that'll be horrible, you know, then they'll be like, all right, let's, let's, let's play this game, you know? Let's have fun. Yeah. (laughs) But it is, it's totally context. But you know, the the funny thing is, is I know the Todd Perry of eighth grade and high school and I know. Horrible racist.
0: No, no, I know. No, and I know, I say, I know yeah. Todd
2: Perry, you were just an open guy. So you were open to the cultures, which was cool. Yeah. You were cool, man. No, thank you. You were the guy who was like telling the Asians, like, yo, y'all, you guys need to go to Flossie's. That's right. We brought Flossie's is the f- best place for food. It was the only real soul food place near North High.
0: Yeah. I brought, we had a multicultural day. And for the, uh, I think it was like the senior class or whatever, the junior class, or whatever, I had us all bring uh, soul food. And I uh, bought a bunch of soul food from the soul food place by my house, and uh, yeah. everybody dug it.
2: So I, I just have to say, I think people when you get on stage for stand-up, people immediately know whether or not you're sincere. It's like this re- reptilian, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're saying something that's like Michael Rich's from 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 Rage right. dropping the N bomb versus Todd Perry going, "I eat at
0: flossies." Right, soul food. It's an interesting thing to say. Like they, they say the old uh, definition with, um, pornography from the Supreme Court was kind of like. Can't really define it, but I know it when I see it. Yes. Right. Like, I know some shit, I'm like, that. <laughs> right. that's erotic, and then some shit is like porno. Like, Kate Upton doing the cat daddy dance is erotic, and it's cute. Yes. Like, but but then there could be a, a similar situation, and I'd be like, that's porno, you know? <laughs> so, I, you know, I mean, maybe it's just what turns me on. It's porno if it turns me on, maybe it's erotic if it turns me on, I don't nipple, know. Nipple,
1: nipple, usually it's nipple. Kate Upton blackface turning you on. <laughs> Big stiffy. Is that, is that what it is? Big stiffy. Yeah. Is that your
2: turn on, Buck? I'm, I'm, I'm just meeting you now, Buck. I I'm need to understand it out, you.
1: Throwing it out there. But we
0: were talking earlier. The visual was in my head, and I, I wanted to hit this real quick. Um, we have a lot to get to on the show, but it's, it's fun. Please just doing a nice, relaxed please, show. Please, that please make so. that the uh, hashtag, though.
1: Kate Upton blackface. Kate <laughs> <laughs> Upton blackface. Because a lot <laughs> gonna of gonna be trending uh, a, lot, a lot of people search that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Upton blackface.
0: The only thing sexier, sexier than Kate Upton doing the cat daddy dance, is in blackface. You know what I want to say? Hello, to see. my baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Jenny? You should fuck people up, and you should go out in blackface, and, wow. and, and you know, and just to see, like, cause people will go, "Wait, that's racist." No, wait, she's no. Asian. Wait, it's it's, it's cool. a chick. No,
2: wait. most Asian, most people consider Asians white, someone's, so that's that's a challenge.
1: Someone's head would literally literally explode. Wow. Oh, so there's one thing I wanted to get to. Yeah. And
0: uh, I, I find this, and when I when I, go, when I go out to a comedy club, it's like. There is only three premises, basically, that you see. You run into, you go to, people do race, comedy. Yep. Black people and white people are really different. And right. someone goes up to that. And then the next thing is, is basically, you know, some guy talking about his dick. And then the third thing is, um, somebody talking about pot. And there's only like three things when you go to a comedy club. So I go to the Long Beach Laugh Factory all the time and I sit down and I'm like, you want to hear someone slightly different or new or whatever, but like these guys go with the same basically kind of hacky stuff. I was at a bar in Long Beach recently and the guy went out and literally he was like, man, Asian people can't drive. And everybody was fucking (laughs) laughing their ass off. And I was like, really? Like that's shaking his head. And then he turns to the
1: black guy and he's like, you got a big dick, right? And he's doing like black big dick jokes. Just stereotypes of everything. the most basic. Asians
0: can't drive yeah. jokes. And I was sitting there, I was like, if I never heard one of those jokes before, I probably still wouldn't have laughed. Just because it's <laughs> like, eh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. Have
2: you seen Fast and Furious?
0: Uh, they'll say, have you seen a black dick?
2: Oh. No, no. <laughs> Asians know how to drive. They,
0: they do. They oh, drift. We fucking they drift, drift. Yeah, in Tokyo. White men can't drift. But I, <laughs> but I was watching, That's I was like, really? But you know what? The audience... As much as I want to diss the comedian for doing it, the audience was in stitches. And I was looking around like, really? Is, it, is this what's happening? Lowest
1: common denominator,
0: Todd. But that's how always. is it? I mean, is it just because there's certain things the way you phrase jokes where if you go, bop, 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 bop bam. Yeah. No matter what I it is, so. yeah. that's always, it elicits a, a laugh, whether it's a genuine laugh or a yes. sympathy laugh or I don't know. If you have the right phrasing, I was like, what's the deal with propane tanks? No. Whenever you see a propane tank, it always says "thanks." Or what? And, and you have that—you have that cadence. Someone yeah. will laugh because of the cadence or whatever. Yes.
1: No, I didn't laugh at all at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't sorry. really that. So funny. I have a good example though. My buddy Bill has a very stupid joke that he told me. Uh, what do you get when you mix a brown chicken and a brown cow? What? How uh, now, brown cow? Brown chicken, brown cow. Oh. So you say it like my. that? Yeah. It's the worst joke in the world. But the way I Bill like it. tells it, hold on, Bill—I've noticed this—does a little dance. <laughs> When he's telling yeah when he tells the enemy brown chicken brown cow like that see so yeah, it makes it 10 times the more act funny. out was fantastic Just a little bit yeah exactly like that you're selling it you uh, sold it and that's the thing i was telling him i'm like you're you're gold with this because i just told that two seconds ago did not kill you crickets t- in a garage that gets crickets <laughs> yeah you tell it bill is on it you know that's his joke and it is a bad joke right Jen? it's Awesome. It's awesomely bad. Would that work at the Kennedy Center? I don't think so. Maybe no, you should have not? just
0: done that. You should have do done like, brown you know.
2: I think it depends on what brand of comedy you're trying to be about.
0: And then walked off with the hand up thing. Thank you. <laughs> then just drop the mic. <laughs> drop brown the mic. Brown cow. Sexual chocolate.
2: <laughs>
1: sexual <laughs> ch- <laughs> <He> good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So. No, but you've heard this. You've heard this story. It's oft-told. I don't know if it's new to you, but. You know Chris Rock is known to develop his uh, material by you know dropping in because he can do it whenever he wants at you know a Laugh Factory comedy store and he will do zero Chris Rock and just say the words of the joke like that's how he works out his jokes because he knows that he's Chris motherfucking Rock and people will laugh regardless they will laugh and he goes so. Mm-hmm. They will laugh.
0: Yeah, I, really? I laugh if Chris Rock did that. Right. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, so, so what he does is he lays completely back and he just says the jokes. So that's the lore around Chris Rock. So that he knows that if actually people are laughing at that, at underplaying the joke. Okay, maybe I have a good joke. Right. So you know what I mean? It's all like persona how you sell it. If you hey man, if you could sell it by just having a persona, great. But if you really care about comedy, you also want to have good jokes.
0: Right. Hmm. So. Is this something. not
2: funny enough? I mean, I feel like now I'm being self conscious. We're talking about You're
0: comedy. Bringing it. You're bringing it. Yeah. Oh, shit. So yeah. We're, we're we're gonna move on a bit. Um. So by the way, Todd Perry, charming child, grew up in a multi. This here's the takeaway for the audience. Yes. Charming, uh, confident. Definitely. Uh, definitely uh, moved in a multi multi ethnic high school to the point where uh, they got along with everybody. Black faced. <laughs> Blackface and on a uh, daily basis. Soul food. Yep. and uh, everyone loves him. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> show your face, like the Farah podcast on Facebook. Discuss the show, receive updates, and get Facebook exclusive audio. I recently, uh, I, I got, I got a new dog. <gasps> And uh, you guys have seen Murray. There's two dogs right now at our house because we're dog-sitting for one, but there's Murray, who is our dog, and my wife, she kind of pressured me into getting a dog through years and years of slowly, like, uh, Chinese water torture, uh, chipping away at me. Mm. Got me to eventually go, all right, fuck it, get the dog! And so I got a dog now, and it's um, it's kind of crazy because, it for me, like, not being a dog owner or having a dog my whole life, it's a completely different, thing and i was like really uncomfortable with it for Mm. i'm easing into it now but it's like i'm not used to like the smell right Uh, of dog like it's weird it's weird
1: like it's like i don't think you like dogs like in general like to be a dog person dogs like lick you and stuff like that it's it's a natural thing you're not you're not down with that huh i'm I'm getting more down with it like when when i had a dog when we lived together as roommates yeah and i'd bring my dog over i think you're you know you would like pet my dog but It was uncomfortable. Right. You were kind of uncomfortable with Polly jumping on you or licking your face or anything like
0: that. It's like Mitt Romney shaking a black kid's hand.
1: You know, like (coughs) me petting a dog.
0: He's kind of like... Yeah, you were kind of
1: like... Hi, Polly. You know, yeah, just kinda yeah, like kind of slap with yeah. the open. I don't, I'm not gonna yeah. get my
0: fingers on it, but I'll give you half a palm mm. on the dog. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. And I've always been. That's why I haven't wanted a dog because I love animals. I think animals are cool. I like whales, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. But like, I'm. It's it's a weird experience having this for, uh, foreign object walking around my house. But after about two days of having the dog, I went to work one day. My wife's a school teacher, so she's not in the house. I uh, I went to work. And I came home and I realized in the dog's little bed that he has, he had my sock. And he took my sock and he put it in his mouth and he sleeps with my sock because it smells like me. Your foot. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. But but it's a narcissistic I love you because yeah. I love the dog because the dog wants to sleep with my... The dog is my biggest fan in the, in the world. That's kind of He loves me more cute. than my, my, my wife. The
1: question is... Is this the same sock foot that the planter's wart was on?
0: Oh, that's true. Maybe he likes the smell of planter's wart. that would wart.
1: be kind of gnarly. Yeah, exactly. That would be kind of gnarly. I've
2: missed this. I clearly did not know <laughs> about this wart.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was general knowledge. Disgusting. Yeah? I've had uh, look at the bottom of my foot. Oh, I had I'm surgery not on this. I'm gonna look. Oh, I am oh, not yeah. zombie foot. Yeah, really? So, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I have, we get deep. This we is how
2: deep. he treats a person he hasn't seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> foot the face. <laughs> <laughs> Here's
1: a little foot. In the face. <laughs> a lot of welcome cu- back. A, dude. Lot of, <laughs> a lot of cultures that is disrespectful. Todd, That's right, right? Exactly. You not showed, in Lakewood. You show the heel of your foot. <laughs> Fuck you, man.
0: <laughs> so, so I have a dog now, and it's the weirdest thing because I, I've now. Uh, I don't know whether it's a narcissistic thing, like I love it because it loves me, or like mm-hmm. I just, I feel protective of the that's, animal. That's part of it. Yeah. yeah. And me and me and Murray, I, I named the dog Murray after Bill Murray, because my wife wanted Ooh. to name the dog, and I was watching the Life Aquatic, and I was like, and I was drunk, strangely. And uh, <laughs> my wife asked me, we should name the dog, I was like, how about Murray? And she was like, all right, it sounds good. So the, our dog is Murray after Bill Murray, but then I call it Murray all the time because of my... Television taste, but All right, yeah, Tuesdays with Maury? I like to no, sit in blackface and watch Morrie. You are not the father.
1: <laughs> that one,
0: yeah. I love the fact that maybe you should try this, book. go into a crowded room with a megaphone and go, "You are not the father," and see how many people cheer and exactly. do just a quick dance. Wow. Exactly. It's. I think it's embedded it's in Pavlovian. Our, yeah. yeah,
1: it's it's in our culture now. Whenever
0: yeah. anybody tells me I'm not the father, I just.
1: That's hey, right. That's right. Yeah.
0: So, but um. It, it, it is really weird owning the dog, but it's, it's opened up a part of my personality, a part of my character, a part of me that I didn't
1: have before, which is like, I just love this little son of a bitch. And uh, he's a cute little uh, Wheaton I, Terrier. I can see that because the dog is a different type of pet in that you have like you're kind of like a fish guy. You know what I'm saying? Well, I have a tortoise. Like, you have a, tur- a turtle. But what's right. a
0: fish guy like? like? Like you know, always shady. By the way, whenever ever see a guy with a huge fish tank, I don't want to know him. <laughs> kind of weird, right? Guys with weird, like yeah. you, you seen this? You seen this, Jay? You talk have about this, Jay? Have you seen this, Jay? You seen have you this, seen Kevin? This? <laughs> <laughs> when, whenever you go to a guy's house who has like a crazy big ass fish
1: tank, he's usually an asshole of some sort. Mm, kind of yeah. anal. Kind of anal. Yeah, you know, they're very very tidy. Is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're or, tidy. You're tidy. You kind of have to be to a be a fish bit. person, right? Yeah. Yeah and you know I just fish to me just the worst pet of all time <laughs> there's no affection there at all they're they're oblivious to everything all they care about is feed me yeah. you know just give me fucking food I don't sleep I don't do anything I just float around you know yeah, yeah. I mean you
2: kind of if to, to own a dog because I didn't grow up with dogs or cats or whatever but I feel like your 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 need for affection with another species needs to overcome your desire for hygiene
0: Yes. No, you yeah, are completely like so I, that's I, the trade-off. So,
2: it is. you know, for me it's like I'm cool. I like my house clean. I didn't grow up with a with a, you know, with a puppy. Yeah. I'll just visit like a, like an
0: aunt. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the thing I have a problem with cuz I'm like and I can smell the dog. And so we have we have doggy. This is, this makes me the worst fucking yuppie. Yeah. Asshole. We have I have <laughs> Yeah doggy deodorant that I spray no. on the dog because I'm like my couch isn't I, I got a nice couch from Living Spaces I'm still paying off that shit is not going <laughs> to s- smell like terrier <laughs> and the dog hair but I'm starting to really get into owning the dog but here's the problem once you become a dog owner because in my life, I base most of my decisions and my actions based around what kind of conversations I have to now have with people. Yes, mm. and I don't want to talk to people about dogs all the time. But once you have a dog and other people are dog owners, now you are locked in. Now you are having. Um, there's no going back. There's no. no going back. Now, now whenever I go out and my friends that own dogs, we talk about dogs for thirty minutes. And actually, I'm not that interested in anybody else's dog. I'm, I'm slightly interested in my dog, you know. But I, I don't. I want to talk about other things, and I don't want to talk about my dog. And so now that's I'm, admirable. Yes, and, but my, my wife and I, we talk about the dog all damn day. Now, mm-hmm. now we just sit around, like we used to have great conversations about man, <laughs> God, you're, and law. You're going
1: to find friends, you know. That are my dog dogs. friends. That have dogs. yeah, dog, dog friends. friends. You, do well, if, you're, Coop, if you're conscious. Coop. Yeah. Cooper. He, Coop? Just got, he just got a puppy last year. Lives right up the street, I'm too. I'm telling you. You guys, would, you guys are going on doggy dates now.
2: The saving grace is you're aware of this yes. potential problem. This blind spot. And so, therefore, you can make efforts to make sure that you interact with non-dog owners.
0: Maybe I should do that. But the, the problem is, regard, like this is the way shit's moving anyway. Shit is moving in this direction anyway, and, and, and I, and that, but I go into it now knowing that this is a bad situation versus if mm. I just kind of didn't know I was going to now forever. Like people with kids, they just talk about their kids all day.
2: But I have to say this. I do know someone who's like the coolest couple who are always out. They're always out. And, I, you know, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I'm right. out. So, and I see them. And most people who don't know them are like, oh, my God, you guys have like three children. They have three children under the age of 11.
0: Not that into them. They just leave them at home or are they? Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, they
2: figure things out. Yeah. What,
0: they'll switch off. But I'm just saying it's, it's possible. Like my buddy that has, I, I want a friend of mine named Jim and he has a baby. And that baby is the most well-behaved, coolest baby in the world. But they're always out. They have a good time. They have a party. The music's loud. They're sitting he's sitting with a his yeah. hand and the baby right there. Totally possible. A- and he's fine. My, some of my other friends are like hovering over the baby. Like, we can't do this because of
1: the baby and stuff. The I baby's they all... It, they call it helicopter parent.
0: Yeah. And the baby's yeah. all fucked up and neurotic. But my, my buddy Jim and his wife Anna, they're just like, hey, it's the baby. Don't worry, hey, don't worry about it. And the dog's humping the baby. They're fine. The baby likes it. Don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> so well. there's a couple of things that I figured now that I have a dog uh, that I would like to teach my new terrier uh, Bill uh, Murray first of all the dog hasn't done this yet but I'm waiting for the moment I will give I will shower this dog with eternal love the moment I see it drinking from the toilet okay because whenever you, like it's kind of badass like the dog just sits <laughs> and drinks from the toilet like I want to get my dog I want to teach my dog to drink from the toilet
2: which is great Because we won't do that But the dog can
0: Yeah no but it's awesome Whenever you see a dog Drinking from the toilet Right like Unless you have like two 2,000 flushes in there And it's like blue water And it might be unhealthy But I'm uh, still
2: struggling To find the reason Why that's cool But go ahead But don't,
0: but don't you see a dog Sipping <laughs> from the toilet And go that, That's that's living the dream Right there That's life <laughs> Yes Yeah And I mean, Lakewood We have good water Eternal watering hole Is that what it is Yeah the dog just goes And the, the water fills back up And the, the dog's like Fuck my bowl
1: there's way more water in here, and uh, it's pleasant taste. It, t- it, right? it just looks like Xanadu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're out in the yard all day, and then you see an oasis of water. Come on, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going balls deep. <laughs> Put my face in it. Yes. But the dog's afraid of walking in the bathroom
0: because once the dog, well, the, the, uh, to be fair, the dog came in the bathroom this morning because we're getting ready to go to doggy training this morning, which is a whole hour out of my goddamn Sunday I got to worry about. And my wife and I, I get up, I'm hungover. We went out last night and I, I, I get up and I go, got to go to the restroom. I got to go number two. And my wife, this is when the show gets deep. Go ahead. I had to go number two. And yes. then my wife, she had to get ready to go to PetSmart for the dog thing because she had to look good for PetSmart, which I don't get. But on some level, she had to brush her teeth and do her hair. We only have one bathroom. Teeth brushing's great. It is. I like the fact. That's one of the top five reasons I love my wife. It's her dental hygiene. But so I'm sitting down on the toilet, and my wife knocks on the door. And goes, I gotta come in. And well, you know, enter at your own risk. And so then she comes in. It's kind of even though you're, you have that close bond with the wife, it's still a little uncomfortable when you're going to the restroom and she's doing her hair or whatever. But then the the real humiliation sets in once you have a dog because then the dog, joins. walks in yep. and the dog starts licking your toes. And you're sitting there and you're like, really? This is what my life has become. Not good. I have no, you know, can't even wipe because, you know, as much as I love my wife, I won't wipe I was going to say, it's not the whole thing. That's th- where the line stops, it's not no the, wiping.
1: It's not the whole thing on the, on the toilet, but it's after. It's you the know, wipe is the uncomfortable. That's part. That's the most uncomfortable part in the world, right? Yes, I, I would think so. For America. Even look, look, she's. I think she's let me start with
2: let me start with the smell. I think before we even get to the wipe, I think I, I think I would draw the line at sure. the smell. But whatever, hey, you know what? Hey, you guys are a close couple. It's
1: yes, it's what seven years, seven years in this. Uh, I, I met her during a the Clinton administration. And okay, then years. you're fine. Then you're the, fine. The, the you're smell fine. has dissipated by this time. You yes. know what I'm saying your nose, your snout is no longer the olfactory. That's what I'm saying. It's not happening. Yeah, her nose is blind to my my. Your doo-doo. I think you told a story one or two weeks ago where you actually, like, dropped a deuce right before <laughs> she, took, she took a bath. While she was taking a bath, yes. Yeah, no! that's, that's the word. I had some
0: chicken wings. <laughs> like, <that's the laughs> Don't you kid? have two bathrooms? No. No, we have one in this no, house. This oh, one. are you kidding me? No. Oh, we got to get an Andy Gump for the backyard.
1: Yeah, you just need a No, I I've thought of this. A urinal. Why? Why are urinals restricted only to out restaurants, places like that? Why can't I have my place, dude? Oh, you I w- you I
0: w- can w- install one. I went to a dude's house last night and he had one. He
1: had a urinal. He also owned Dodger Stadium
0: seats. He's one of these dudes that That's has all I'm the saying. crazy. You, you, have like,
1: to, you have to be of a certain, you know, philanthropy to afford a urinal right. in your own house. This is wrong.
0: It seems to me that a urinal must cost a million dollars because you don't see you don't everywhere. see them right. But no, I think
2: it's just it's it's not a it won't cost a million
1: dollars. I think it it's won't. sexism. The women don't want us to have this luxury. That's true. It's yeah. reverse sexism. I think so.
2: Oh, you mean have lingering stains of urine coat the porcelain? Dude, the I, would,
1: <laughs> I would fill that thing with ice and just piss on the ice. Because I love pissing on ice. I don't know what it is. That's the like, greatest joy you when, being a Right. Yeah, exactly. When there's a urinal <laughs> full of ice and you're just disintegrating it with your pee, it's, a, it's one of the greatest things in the world. Wow. There's I know no, no, it's, it's, real, it's a very odd thing, but it's entirely male.
0: There's no clear accomplishment.
1: No. Yeah, exactly i to take it down this mountain. One more thing <laughs> I'd like.
0: Two more things I'd like to uh, let uh, teach my dog to do, and then we'll uh, be out for today, uh, or for this show. Uh, I want to teach my dog how to howl when I play guitar. Hmm. Like, have you ever seen, like, when a dog, like, they'll have, like, the country singer, and he's like, my dog. And the dog's like,
1: my dog's good. Yeah.
0: When I drink beer, woo, I always have my dog, drinks beer, then I pee clear, course Light. You know what I'm saying? And then the yeah. back is, like that whale, it's like, it's, it's like the whale of a thousand years. While while you're singing, and I figured like me and my dog, we could go out maybe do
1: some comedy. You're getting and very hickey with the dog already.
0: Well, that's how you got to get. <laughs> is this how you're getting? Really? I think that's I a beautiful. Dog for
1: 12 <laughs> years or 15 years. I didn't. I didn't run. Trying to get
0: my dog in blackface, but <laughs> that's, that's a. It's a
2: beautiful saying. relationship that you could establish. But let me just say <laughs> okay. this: you have a beautiful voice, Todd Perry.
1: Well, mm-hmm. thank you, Jenny. Oh, eh?
0: <gasps> yeah, the I think first person To ever say that. Mm-hmm. You have a nice voice. I was in
1: band with him for years. I don't think I ever paid him that compliment. No. You have a nice voice, and and, and, and rightfully so.
0: Finally. What I'd like to teach my dog to do is to crip walk. Nice. <laughs> like a good crip walk, a good Long Beach LBC crip walk. Yep. Like I've seen dudes do it, and I, I've uh, done it on a previous show on a video cast we did. I, 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 my Long Beach crip walk, which is very good. <clears throat> I like my dog. I like to put a little uh, blue bandana on it on the left side. Oh, Because no. that's the crip that's side. That's the crip side. Yeah. I know. Yeah. To be fair. That's east side. And, and, and east side... The funny thing is, I used to live on the east side in Long Beach, and the ghetto is on the west side. But everybody on the west side says they live on the east side, which I blame the Long Beach school system. But <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, uh, I want my dog to like Crip walk. Like I'd be like, "Yo, this is this is Murray, money making Murray," and he walks in. He sea walks.
1: Murray's, Murray's not that hard. Murray's not like <laughs> a pit bull or nothing like that. Murray's kind of like you. You know, you're you're not you're not that tough gang member type person this, this dog fits your personality I guess so Murray sounds like it's like Murray Epstein he's like somebody's lawyer right exactly you already <laughs> made him with a pretentious name sounds like I mean. a Jewish a Jewish guy right I'd like to
0: thank uh, everybody for listening to the Far Out podcast today we went a little long but we had a good time nice relaxing show we'll be back on uh, a, a point with the tighter shows later but fuck it we had a good time Jenny Yang is here and Jenny where can we direct people because you have a ton of websites you have a blog you have a podcast you have to Away. Okay, here we go. So everything you need to
2: know, you just go to JennyYang.tv. That's J E N N Y Y A N G.tv, and you will be linked to Disoriented Comedy, the Creative Life Podcast, all the
0: fun stuff. Now, Perfect. people want to see uh, some recent stand-up stuff. Where do they go? It's on Same.
1: YouTube or JennyYang.com?
2: Yeah, just j- JennyYang.tv.
1: Now, if I want to see you in blackface, or whatever.
2: Um, we're gonna have to figure that uh, out. Okay. Never.
1: Okay. <laughs> Buck Perez, Jenny
0: always Yang. A dot never. All right. <laughs> Buck Perez, always a pleasure. Hey, thank you. <laughs> one, one,
2: one. What
1: that? do,
2: da da
0: What What do, do